we wasn't supposed to be here. You made us believe. You kept us off the street. Put clothes on our backs, food on the table. When you didn't eat, you made sure we ate. You went to sleep hungry. You sacrificed for us. You're the real MVP. Coming up on Sunday Night Stack Eye, a great conversation with my friend Ben about the NBA MVP award. We dive deep into what the award has been about, how it's been awarded, and how it's been looked at by the fans and media over the years. A really great in-depth conversation about NBA MVP, and as always, some great stats. I'm also going in the time machine and going to take everyone back to a year ago. We're going to do a quick reflection on the last year with COVID-19. Um, I just hope it'll be a little bit inspiration to start off your Thursday. Also, I want to remind everyone, with March Madness coming up, there will be a Sunday Night Stack Guy Bracket Challenge on ESPN.com. Uh, more details will be announced on Sunday's podcast after the bracket is revealed, and also announcements will be made through uh, my Twitter, at RealStackGuy. I can already tell you it'll be free to enter, and there will be a special prize for the winner. So I'm already getting really excited for the tournament. I can't believe it's been two years since I filled out a bracket. So be on the lookout for that. Enjoy the conference tournaments this weekend and get ready for a great month of basketball. All right, here we go. Welcome to Sunday Night Stat Guy, where you will not just get the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Here's your host, Josh, the Stat Guy Horowitz. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode. Like I said in the intro, um, I do want to go back in the time machine real quick. Um, so it is March 11th and March 11th is kind of a special day. Um, for me, at least it's, it's the start of, of when COVID um, started. And I know that date of when it started is different for everyone, just, just based on personal experience, maybe people, you know, but for me, uh, the whole, the start of this whole thing was March 11th. And so I'm going to tell you where I was and what I was doing. And I want you at the same time to just think back a year, um, think what you might've been doing around this time. So for me, for those who don't know, I am a high school cross country and track coach. And we were at one of our indoor track meets and everything was normal it, or it, as it seemed, but I'll never forget this night because everything seemed, we, we knew about the virus, but we went on with this track meet like it was normal. No one, nothing was really getting canceled yet. So we just still went on with this track meet. But as the meet was coming to an end was when we got alerts, like everyone, everyone was getting alerts and texts on their phones saying that the NBA was getting canceled. They had pulled players off the court from those games. And so I'll just never, I'll never forget sitting there at the end of the meet and <laughs> And looking and seeing that the NBA canceled their season, that's that's when I knew that this was legit, legitimate, and it was real. And um, just didn't know when where it was going to go from there. And I, I bring this all up because sometimes in sports and in life, we kind of have this thing where we say there's always next year. And that meet was the last meet of the season for our entire team. And so for those seniors, there was not a next meet 
they're at least at least as a part of the team that that I coach um some of them may have might have run individual races but but at the time there was no next meet and so for us to say there's always next year or there's always like the next race for a lot of these people there there wasn't and so I said I bring this up because I, I know it's been a crazy year um for everyone um you know, have whatever, whatever you may have going on for me personally, I just, you know, went through some personal life changes, had, had a death in the family, um, academic struggles, but a year later, here I am giving this podcast. And I mentioned all that just to show the changes that a year makes and that it's never too late to start something if you're passionate enough and care enough about it. Because as we discovered a year ago, there isn't always next year. Um, so if there's something that you want to do or want to explore, don't wait, make now the time. I saw a tweet from Tom Broback on Twitter, at Tom Broback. He said, start your own podcast, start your own business, ask for a promotion, apply for your dream job, make new friends. Zero clue if they will work out for you, but 100% certain they won't happen if you don't take a chance. So like I said, I just wanted to reflect a little bit on what the last year has been like and how today, March 11th, 2021, I'll look back a year ago and say March 11th, 2020 is when COVID really hit for me and really started. Um, but as we look now, we're hopefully getting closer to the finish line for the pandemic. It can just be a reminder of not everything is guaranteed um, and just to make the most out of each and every day, no matter the circumstances. So all I ask is that you continue to do things safely, keep yourself safe, be considerate of other safety, but enjoy every day that you are given. Because as we said, there isn't always a next day, a next month, next year, make the most out of today. So I hope that just adds a little bit of perspective maybe, or gives you that push to do something like making a podcast like I have done in the last couple of months. Um, Cause I don't think I would have done it without a push from people. Um, so anyway, just, just a little bit of a reflection on today, March 11th, 2020 and, or 2021 and what March 11th, 2020 meant to me. Okay. Without further ado, here's my chat about the NBA MVP with Ben Hatfield. All right, we now bring in a very special guest to dive into the NBA MVP and what it's all about. We'd like to welcome Ben Hatfield to Sunday Night Stack Guy. How are you doing today, Ben? Hey, Josh. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. Uh, We've been talking about this topic for years now, and it's kind of cool we're able to do it in podcast form now. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly like we've, we've gone back and forth about like the MVP and what it's about for years now. And really glad that we have this platform now to bring out to the world to give give our hot takes right (laughs) absolutely so first I just want to run through some general stuff about the MB the NBA MVP the first year it was officially given was in 1956 and that went to Bob Pettit of the St. Louis Hawks there have been 34 winners in the 64 years of the MVP, which is actually pretty crazy. Like that's almost like half. If you like every person that wins it, like wins it twice on average. Uh, Multiple time winners, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar won six, Bill Russell and Michael Jordan each won five, Wilt Chamberlain and LeBron James each won four, Moses Malone, 
Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, each one three. And then there are five people that have one two. The Celtics have the most as a team with 10. There are also 10 teams that have never won an MVP or never had a player that won an MVP in that same season. And then this is where it gets kind of crazy, which I've mentioned the 34 winners in 64 years, which, like we said, a lot of people winning and not so many times. Um, In the first 13 years, only five different players won the MVP. From 1971 to 1999, so in a 29-year span, only 14 different players won. And then since 2000 is actually when we've had the most parity. There's been, in a 20-year span, 14 players that have won, but six times a player won back-to-back. So that's pretty crazy. Um, And then also to mention that Steph Curry was the – in 2016 was the first and so far only unanimous MVP to win. Here are some significant players that have only won one MVP. Julius Irving, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, Shaquille O'Neal, Kevin Garnett, Dirk Nowitzki, and Kobe Bryant. So just, just some fun stats to uh, get us going, just some general stuff about the NBA MVP. Um, and, and do you have any stats or any, just any thoughts on those first, just like that stuff? There's some great stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I got to say, it goes to show that over the many eras of the NBA, there's just been so much talent in the league. Um, you know, we'll soon go over what exactly the MVP means and why maybe there has been so many awards given to so many people. Um, but every MVP, especially the ones that I've been watching ever since I've been alive, um, you know, deserves it to a certain extent. They're great talent. They're generational talent. And um, it's cool that it's given to all sorts of different people around the league. Yeah. And I, I do want to preface this conversation with the fact that both Ben and I were born in the mid nineties. So we started really watching basketball in like the, the early, late two thousands. And that's mainly going to be where we talk about the MVP. We just, we don't have the knowledge of before 1990. So we're, we're mainly going to be talking about MVP awards that happened in the two thousands and especially the 2010s. Um, and first I want to briefly just talk about this year's MVP, because we left last podcast with uh, the conversation with Alex Kaspa talking about that MVP. And we kind of said that this year it's down to, at least so far, someone could pop up, but so far it's down to Embiid, Joel Embiid with the Sixers, Nikola Jokic with the Nuggets, and LeBron James uh, with the Los Angeles Lakers. Had to think of what team he was on now. He's been on three teams. (laughs) And just, just some, some stats that I want to run through for them. Um, they're all averaging over 25 points a game. Embiid and Jokic are averaging over 11 rebounds. Jokic and James are averaging about eight assists, all shooting 50% from the field. Embiid's team is first in his conference. James' team is third in his conference. But Jokic's team is only sixth in the conference. Um, so... With, with this year's MVP, I, I know we're going to get to how maybe it should change, but what, what do you see from this year's like top three candidates right now and who maybe the MVP should be? So right now I'm taking Embiid um, slightly over LeBron. Um, I don't think the Joker really fits into the MVP race. Um, I know a lot of people put him at two and three, um, but the Nuggets right now are six in the West. They've been kind of going in and out of a few different positions. 
Um, and I just think the Lakers have had much more of an impressive season. And the 76ers are, you know, leading the East right now. And they're looking really, really good. And um, I just think Joel and LeBron are way more important for their team than the Joker is. Um, but uh, he's obviously had a great season as well. But I'll take those two. Right now, like I said, I think Embiid is uh, leading. Um, LeBron, I think, lost the lead a few weeks ago um, after some poor performances from him and his team. But, yeah, that's who I'm giving it to now. Yeah, and w- one thing that we're definitely going to get to that I have written down is what the placement of your team in the standings, how that affects MVP voting or just, a, just MVP in general. Like, how – much of a positive impact does it have to be higher up in the rankings? And I'm excited to share a couple stats with you there. Um, that'll be later on. But for this year, I just want to point out one other number on LeBron. His assists over the last few years have increased tremendously. And here's a stat that I, that I found. Thir- his first 13 years in the league, he averaged 6.9 assists per game. In the last five years, he's averaged 8.8 assists per game. In the last five years, he's gone up two assists per game on average, which, like I said, we're going to get to how, you know, things change in the MVP conversation, but him expanding his role as a basketball player um, after, after already being the best player in the league, like he's just expanding what he does, which is pretty incredible. Um, but as I, as I said on the previous pod for the, the midseason awards, I, I agree that right now I would have Embiid as the front runner. And now we're only halfway through the season, so a lot can happen, obviously. Um, I'd say it's his to lose, but Le- LeBron always seems to come through at certain times. Um, I did want – oh, another note. So LeBron James is 36, correct? Mm-hmm. The last player to win the MVP over 30 years old was Steve Nash in 2006. Over 30 years old? Over 30 years old. Really? Yeah, to win the yeah. MVP at that age. The last yeah. one was Steve Nash in 2006 at age 31. And he had won the year before at age 30. And then if you want to go farther than that, it was Carl Malone in 1995 or 1999 at age 35. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So just, just something to look out for where, like, maybe just another reason why players don't get it when they're older. LeBron is obviously on another level. Um, but just just part part of adding to the conversation. So, sorry, did you have did you have any? Yeah, I think that statistic actually says a lot about the MVP because you know yeah. somebody like Curry or LeBron James, they've been in the league for a while now. They've won some MVPs. They got some hardware. They're probably not going to win an MVP again, even if they are you know the most valuable player. Um, yeah, so that, I mean that just goes to show that people in their 20s are winning the MVPs. They're kind of the new toy that the media hypes up and that's okay. Um, but it, it's not always accurate perhaps. And we'll get into that later, obviously. Yeah. It really is showing that like those younger players are or, or like, maybe it's just easier to win when you're younger for one reason you just, like you said, it's kind of new and um, different, but also once you win an MVP, you have, you, you set yourself a standard as like a stat line or whatever you've done. And sometimes it gets really hard, obviously, when you get older to top that. And I think that's the case with a lot of the players that have won. Like Giannis, for example, he's done so well the last two years winning MVP, but he's, he's going to have to top 29 points, 13 rebounds, and six assists every year to, 
to continue to play at an MVP level, um, or at least to be awarded the MVP, which I know that's stuff we're going to get into. So, sorry, say again. I don't think he'll win another MVP. Right. Right. And that's, that's I don't think Giannis will win another. Yeah. Yeah. And that's obviously part of it. So, but we, we want to talk now about just how, how we, how we view the NBA MVP. Um, and do you want to start or do you want me to? I can go ahead and start. Um, yeah, go ahead. So the MVP, the MVP is not perfect. Um, the NBA and sports in general is not perfect and that's why it's fun. Um, but I do think there should be a little more clarity around the MVP because it is pretty important um, in terms of sports for, for legacy reasons. You know, obviously when you do GOAT comparisons or just player comparisons in general, there's always the MVPs. They're, they're always up there. Um, so to a, a certain extent, they are important historically. And I just think that a lot of times fans and even media don't really know what the MVP is and what it really should be. And I, I think most people understand that it is a regular season award. Um, but I just think we need to be more specific about what constitutes winning one. Um, because, you know, just in the last 10 years, uh, I see a lot of inconsistencies and uh, just players that I don't think should have won uh, possibly. And um, I, I just think, uh, yeah, it does matter. Like I said, in the historical context, who wins these awards. And I think you also need to be consistent through the eras, because again, if you're showing player comparisons from different eras, um, that can be kind of problematic. Now I will say that um, just glancing at the 80s and 90s, um, and I guess early 2000s, it does seem to be that they were fairly consistent um, with the MVPs. It's like Jordan didn't win every year, you know, Barkley beat him, Hakeem beat him. So like people were beating him after they gave a bunch of MVPs to Jordan, they wanted to give it to somebody else. So they've been doing the same thing for a while. But um, yeah, I just wish that um, there was a little bit more we, we kind of knew what was going on when it came to the MVP. Yeah, that, that's a really good <clears throat> point, like pointing out um, that it, it really hasn't changed. Like it was that way in, in the 80s and 90s. I'm looking at it right now. You know, my, Michael Jordan won three and five years. And then, you, and then the next three years was Barkley, Olajuwon, David Robinson. And then Michael Jordan won again, finally. But they – they just have a knack of like we talked about earlier, like wanting something new, wanting something different. Um, and just to note Michael Jordan's final MVP, he did win at age 34. So we're talking about like the, the getting older part and not being able to win as much at the old age, but he did win his last MVP at age 34. Um, yeah, that's all, that's all very good. I, I want to even add to it to say, th- this is how I've always viewed the MVP. We, we have this award called the most valuable player. Should the award be called the most outstanding player or should there be a whole separate award if we want to award value to something? Because it's called MVP because MOP does not sound as good. So we call it the MVP, but then our people or the people that vote on it, and this is what we're trying to figure out right now. Are they looking at it as who's the most valuable? Are they looking at it? Who's the most outstanding? So I think that's where you're saying they need to clarify, like, what are we voting for? Because if you have half the people voting on who's valuable and half the people voting on just who's had an outstanding statistical season, 
it's going to be very skewed on who wins. Right. Um, I don't think that there should be two awards. I think it should just be the MVP. Um, yeah, it's a little misleading. It doesn't actually mean most valuable player. It is more so the most outstanding player and also just kind of the the kind of new player to the league that, um, again, the, that the media hypes up and fans hype up. And um, usually those players are loved by social media and, and people that, that follow the sport. Um, so, it, yeah, it really is just an outstanding um, player that played really well in the regular season this year. Um, I guess, yeah, my argument would be just not to take it super seriously because of the way it is. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know how you could change it into the award that we want it to be without um, changing the name or making two awards. And, you know, like I said, I don't really want to do that. Um, NBA is not perfect, like I said, and that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. And how, like, how do you feel that the MVP, or let's, let's take it two ways. Let's go fans first. Like, how are us as fans looking at the MVP as opposed to like the media? Um, I would say the differences, um, if there are any, I guess, if there are any differences, more fans look at it more long-term than the media would. Um, I think the media is more, um, likely to kind of jump on the newer player, whereas fans tend to, you know, I know a lot of people that have, um, you know, kind of put their vote in for a LeBron or Durant these last several years because they look at them as the best players and truly the most valuable players. Whereas the the media, a lot of times, you know, if you listen to them, they don't seem to really um, share that same view. Um, but I don't know. I'd like to see polls to see like what people actually think about it. I, I'd have to look at that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, um, I guess, do you think there's any way that like we can get a clarification? Or say, say like, does some does Adam Silver have to come out and be like, this is what you're voting for for MVP, and you make your vote based <laughs> no, on that? No, I think that's kind of why it's fun. Um, uh-huh. No, I I think uh, one thing that I've thought about is that the Rookie of the Year is essentially the same award, except that you have to be a rookie, right? Um, it's not based off of legacy. It's not based off any of that stuff. Now, the reason why it's not is because rookies don't have a legacy yet. But it's kind of the same thing for the MVP. You just completely take about, you know, um, maybe the, the value of the player, you know, whether or not the player can do a whole lot of things on and off the court and the legacy and kind of the gravity of the player. And you just kind of look at, hey, this is the most athletic player that has just exploded this year. Um, and people, for the most part, are okay with that when it comes to rookie of the year. But when it comes to MVP, mm-hmm. it's a little more difficult to take that route. But they're kind of the same word in a way. Yeah, that's a good point. And so I, I have a semi band-aid solution to this, but you're, it's going to probably be a hard time to get the voters on board, but you would essentially have to look at the candidates for MVP every year, just that year. Like forget about everything that's happened before. Like, you know, we talked about with Giannis, like how it's almost going to be impossible for him to win again because he's not going to be able to top what he's done. But if you just looked at one season of what he did, compared to all the other people that same season, then can he win again? Right, exactly. I mean, if somebody were to come in the league 
and and drop Giannis's numbers this year, they'd probably win MVP. But like I said, I don't think Giannis will win again. And I don't think that voters can can do that. I just I don't think it's they just happen. can't. They just they, can't. <laughs> there. It's to give Giannis three MVPs, I think would be like a voting block for a lot of people. They just couldn't do it because that's a big deal. Three MVPs. I mean, that puts you in a conversation of some great basketball players. Not many, right? I mean, you said at the beginning of the podcast, only a few. Yeah, I, I was trying to – oh, you're just talking about like three like total. Right, yeah. Yeah, There's because there's only been – there's only been three guys to win three total. And I was trying to find how many have won three in a row. I know Larry Bird won three in a row. Let me look real quick. Um, he might be the only one I had that. Will Chamberlain and Bill Russell. So there you go. Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Larry Bird are the only people to win three in a row. Um, but those are kind of like the blocks that that like you're that you're looking for, I guess. Um, yeah. And we're, in a sec, we're gonna we're gonna go into the last ten years and kind of dissect some of the seasons and see if, based on what we just talked about what could be different but is there is there any like last thoughts just on just general perception of of nba mvp before we do that nope i think i got all my thoughts out perfect i want to read off the last 10 mvps starting from 2010 lebron james derrick rose lebron james lebron james kevin durant steph curry steph curry russell westbrook James Harden, Giannis, Giannis. Is there a specific year you want to start on for this, or do you just want to go in order? We don't have to cover every year, but we should. We could start off. We could cover like the most important ones, obviously. Um. So for ones that I have like issues with, or yeah, I mean, let's do that. L- let's say the ones that we feel like there should absolutely have been a change, or they're just significant. So I, I think we both have our eye on the same one, 2011. Yeah, I think 2011 and 2015 were the same thing. Okay. They should yeah. both LeBron, and I'm very biased. I like LeBron quite a bit. I know you do too. Um, but I think they were the same thing. Rose and Curry were both, you know, kind of the new guys coming into the league. They had a crazy season, and they did. They deserved MVP votes, and they both contributed greatly in the postseason. Curry with a with a win. Um, but come on, not like LeBron had a better season he was the better player and I haven't looked at the statistics in a while but even if they did average just a few more points what's the difference between 29 and 27 when you know LeBron's such a floor general and is good in so many ways who cares if the other guy averages two more points um yeah I I believe those two years LeBron should have won and um you know that would have given LeBron what uh five in a row and five and or six and seven years i mean right which i think he deserved right yeah that i mean those are i've actually i've never i don't think i've ever heard 2015 as a year for lebron mvp but 2011 is always the year people talk about like it it was almost a random year for derrick rose and i do have the stats for you so derrick rose was 25 points four rebounds 7.7 assists his team was first in the conference, which is which is noteworthy. I'll, I'll say that this in a sec. LeBron, he actually came in third in the MVP voting that year. I don't know if you if you realize that or not, but he had more first place votes than Dwight Howard, who got second. 
it's it's that's just how they do the voting right but i consider james the runner-up for that year (laughs) but his stats 26.7 points more than rose 7.5 rebounds more than rose seven assists only 0.7 less than point guard derrick rose and this is when lebron was not getting assists yet in his career just solely off of that I, I would be giving it to LeBron. Yeah, I think it was one of those situations where he had won it two years in a row, and their stats were close enough where you have an argument. And, yes. you know, Derrick yeah. Rose was was first in the conference, and that's huge. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I think it should have still went to LeBron for first. That's fair. That's fair. I, I, I want to I, I go back to the 2015 one, too, because – this this one's actually a little not personal for me, but I love James Harden. I will stand by the fact that James Harden should have won MVP in 2015. Like at least based on like the the current way we're talking about it, right? Like he um he had 27.4 points more than Curry, 5.7 rebounds more than Curry. And seven assists, which was like slightly less than Curry. And just like Rose and LeBron, they were first and second conference. And so this is where I'm, again, bringing up the question, does team placement in the conference matter? And here's a stat for you. In the last uh, 11 seasons for NBA MVP, only three winners were not on the first place team in their conference. And only one was not in the top two in their conference. And that player was Russell Westbrook, who, who uh, was with the Thunder when they finished sixth. But he averaged a triple-double. Right. Yeah. So, so well, it makes sense. I mean, I think if you can't bring home court advantage to your team in the playoffs, I don't think you should be an MVP. It's, it's, it's definitely fair. Like I, I've, there's always like a thought in MVP conversations in any sport that, like you said, you have to at least be a playoff team. And I would argue you have to be even higher than that because the, the, the thought or the argument is that if you weren't on that team as an eighth place team, they, then it wouldn't matter anyway. But if your team wins the conference and you're not on that team, you're probably not, they're probably not going to win the conference. So that's always like a helpful part of, part of the team placement. So I, I agree. I think team placement is huge, which it just shows that there's only been only one MVP in the last 11 years that wasn't in the top two of their conference. Um, is, do you, do you have any other years specifically that you would like to, to point out or like, like, like we're talking about that would, what would change? Um, um, no, not necessarily. Um, I've been pretty happy with the last few years. I, I thought that, both of Giannis's wins um, were were close. It, it does feel weird giving back to back to Giannis because I don't think that he's a caliber of player that deserves that necessarily. Especially when there's been several players you know, like Shaq or Kobe that only won one. Um, but I was okay with that, and I was okay with James and eighteen and Westbrook and seventeen. So I've been pretty happy aside from those. I'm really glad Durant won in fourteen. Um, it was his soul win even though he's you know one of the greatest talents ever he only got one but I'm, I'm glad he got his one um so in general I don't have any big complaints 
Awesome. Yeah. And I mean, like you said, just those couple of um, in, in the time where like LeBron was at his peak, like why wasn't he winning these two that were that one of them at least was definitely obvious. But um, as we're talking about, it's the the whole like block of like, how could you give him five straight, even though he went to one year break right. and then one two again. Um, one one thing also to note that. It, just in the last 10 years, Ben, Durant was runner up three times, all three LeBron won. So three times in four years, LeBron won, and then Durant came in second, and then Durant finally I won. That. Yeah, yeah, and then Durant mm-hmm. finally won the next time. And then Harden has also been runner up three times, but he won in 2018. And again, I'm standing by the fact that Harden should have at least two MVPs. So if he doesn't win another one at some point, which He's on the same team as Kevin Durant, so he, for the near future, is probably not going to win another MVP. Um, just, just yeah. sad in my book that he doesn't have that second one, which would mean Curry would only have the one. So, yeah, and and to to go on the James Harden, you know, he's obviously one of the great talents of our generation. I think one reason he hasn't won the MVPs is that he isn't super popular he hasn't he isn't as popular as a curry or a lebron or a durant or even like a Kyrie or sometimes even the damian lillard i feel like um all these players are very well liked on social media and i guess the the media in general and in fans and i think harden has a lot of behavior problems on and off the court that kind of prohibit him from um getting a lot of respect that maybe he deserves mm-hmm. um but yeah, I think he'll he'll finish with one MVP. Yeah, and it, it at least it at least like nixes him from the MVP conversation for this year. We think like him him quitting on the Rockets or whatever happened there, just him leaving the Rockets like in whatever way probably disqualifies him from having a chance this year to win the MVP. So yeah, yeah. and like and like we're saying, he's getting to that thirty range. I think he's he, he's already over thirty, right? Yeah, he has to be. So yeah. as we're seeing the trend, he's he's probably done with one MVP. Yeah, I think James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant will all win one MVP. Which is yeah. crazy. All three of them were on the same team at one point, and they'll all finish with one. <laughs> most likely, most likely. What? They all just had such different careers as well. <clears throat> and I think they were all very different in talent, but they still won one MVP. Yeah, yeah. Again, kind of how random the award is. Yeah, definitely. And so – so looking, looking back to this year's MVP, let's bring back the conversation there. Does what we've talked about um, change the conversation so far? And like I said, it's only midway through the season, so it might – the outlook later on might be different, but like with what we've talked about, how would that change this year's MVP convo? Um, as to, compared to the beginning of the con- our conversation? Um, yeah, I guess, I guess compared to – how like the normal way you look at the MVP or the, the way that it is looked at now compared to how we've said um, if you just looked at it all like straight across like one year. Yeah. Um, I think if that was the case, like does LeBron's all three of those guys qualify pretty equally. I mean, they mm-hmm. both have incredible statistics they're they're you know all their teams are playoff teams I mean really all three of these guys are playing so well um LeBron of course always does but to get two you know 
seven footers, right? They're both seven feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the conversation. I mean, when was the last time that happened? You know, that cast I tried to figure that out the other day. Yeah. Yeah. And they're they're great at what they do. And um I'll be happy mm-hmm. if either um I think that both Embiid and the Joker will win at some point during their career. So um yeah. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> and so just just something for you know, like I said, there's a lot of season left, but we wanted to bring this convo in now so that the, the listeners at home can think about the things that we're saying. Like, think about the players and what's really happening in their careers or in their uh, games this season as compared to, like, the past. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So, like I said, keep that in mind, listeners, as you're watching the rest of the NBA this season on the MVP conversation. So we want to finish out. We always finish out with some fun stuff here on Sunday Night Stack Guy. And what we're going to do, we have three categories. The first one, we both picked a person that won the MVP. I'm sorry. We're picking a person that didn't win an MVP, that if they had won one, it would have significantly enhanced their legacy. Ben, I'll have you go first. Um, so again, I'm kind of, kind of going with a, a current winner, um, but I, I got two main ones. So I have Kyrie Irving and I have Kawhi Leonard. Um, so those two might sound surprising, but I think for Kyrie, um, you'll be able to kind of look back at his career and wonder outside of the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James, what did he really do in his career? I mean, he was a great showman. He was, you know, a multiple-time all-star. But um, I don't see him winning any titles unless it's with this new super team. He can't be the best player on a team and win. He's been known to be selfish, um, difficult in the locker room, um, promotes conspiracy theories, <laughs> gets <laughs> injured a lot. And I think that winning would help a lot. Um, it would show that he finished a regular season through and through and fought for his team. That would help him a lot. Um, so that that's probably my vote would go towards Kyrie there, but also with Kawhi, it's kind of the same thing. I mean, he hasn't had, you know, a lot of regular season experience, oddly enough, even though he's been in the league for a while, he just never seems to finish them out all the way. And, you know, part of that is because he was with the Spurs and they didn't play him a lot for, um, competitive reasons. But, um, yeah, I think that that will kind of be a hole in his resume as well. And th- yeah, those are <clears throat> two really great picks for like the modern guys in the NBA because you can make the argument for both of those guys. At a certain point, they were top <clears throat> top five to ten in the league. And as we look back on history, you see a lot of those borderline five to ten guys. Or there's a few that have that have won. Like KG, for example, was probably never the best player in the league, but he has an MVP. Um, so someone like that. Which so those are those are great picks for for guys that winning would absolutely help their legacy. I went with, I went a little bit different way on one sec. Oh, that is much better. Um, You went with people who really aren't, haven't been like even in MVP conversations. Like Kawhi was in one year. I think he might've finished or he he finished second in 2016 when Curry was unanimous. Um, I went with another guy who finished runner up Jason kid in 2002 was a runner-up behind Tim Duncan. 
and it was a it was a lot closer of a vote than you might think. Duncan got 57 first place votes and Jason Kidd got 45 first place votes. So that was very close. Here are their stats. Tim Duncan, 25 points, 12 rebounds, and 9.9 assists. Am I reading that right? No, 3.7 assists. Sorry, I wrote it down wrong. So that didn't sound right. But here's Jason Kidd. Remember, this is 2002. 14.7 points, 7 rebounds, and 9.9 assists. That had to have been the closest anyone came in a long time to averaging a triple-double. And and the reason I bring – or the the reason I think this would be such a game-changing or a legacy-changing MVP for Jason Kidd is – I don't, I still don't think he gets the credit he deserves as one of the top point guards of all time and giving him an MVP would significantly boost that. And especially in a year where it was very close with, with him and Tim Duncan. And I'm pretty sure that that might've been the year the Nets made it to the finals. Um, So we're talking about, you know, winning an MVP and then being in the finals and possibly winning it. Um, So Jason Kitt is my pick for MVP winner or someone to win an MVP that would significantly change their legacy. And so on the flip side, we want to pick someone that if they lost their MVP, how much of a detriment it would be to their legacy. Um, You want to go ahead? Yeah. uh, For me, that would be Westbrook in 2017. I think a lot of his legacy, um, good or bad, is going to revolve around the regular season. He hasn't always had great postseason success, especially without Durant. Um, and most of, you know, when you are talking to your kids on the porch in 20 years, what are you going to say about Westbrook? Are you going to talk about his, his finals loss or his playoffs? No, you're going to say he averaged triple doubles in the regular season. That's exactly was, what I would say. <laughs> that guy, he, you know, it didn't matter if it was February and he was playing the Atlanta Hawks, he was going to give it his all and, and mm. fight teammates for rebounds and um i think that that mvp meant a lot to his legacy and i think it meant a lot for him i don't know that he would admit it but um i think he definitely wanted that mvp and he and he deserved it you know he i mean he averaged a triple double that's incredible so good for him yeah like you said he, de- he definitely deserved it but as we're as we're saying it for this category like if he doesn't win that and he and he doesn't ever win an mvp that probably hurts him because he's not in any real contention right now to win a title. Um, so really that MVP is, is honestly, it's like crutching him up a little bit right now. Um, he is obviously a great, great player, great talent, but for this part of the, like the legacy conversation, definitely, definitely helping him. So I'm, I'm again, back in the, the early two thousands with this one. I have, if Kevin Garnett lost his MVP to Tim Duncan. So I know we're bringing Tim Duncan again. He, um, so Kate, so they, they were very similar stat wise, right around 23 points a game, right around 13 rebounds, uh, five assists for KG three for Tim Duncan. The Timberwolves were first in the West that year and the Spurs were third. So again, another player whose team won the conference winning MVP and the reason why this is incredibly significant is because if KG loses, he has zero MVPs. And as we just talked about with like, very similar to Westbrook, um, what, what does KG have left now? Like he's won one title since then, but for the next five years, he would have had, he would have had nothing. And if he, 
has zero MVPs in one time. Basically, the, the one MVP puts him on like the same level as Dirk, also one MVP and one NBA Finals win. Um, there, I guess, I mean, uh, not Durant, but there's just the, the, the win for Garnett, I just think boosts his all-time, um, all-time rankings, all-time mantra uh, for his legacy. So that would be one where if he lost, it, it, it definitely would not have helped. And like I said, uh, then that would have actually given Tim Duncan three in a row. And as we said, that would have been the fourth person ever to win three in a row. So that's, yeah, that's my, sorry. Did you have a thought on that one? And that could have been, you know, part of the fatigue from the voters. You know, if, if Duncan would have not won in 03 and 02, maybe he would have won in 04, which would have taken Garnett's away. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's just like what I was saying. It's just, it's, it's fun. You know, the MVP is fun and, um, you know, Garnett not winning would be a little damaging to his legacy, but as long as you can just get one, you know, Durant has one, um, James Harden has one, Westbrook Rose, like all these people, they just have Kobe, Shaq, you just need one. And if you can get multiple, that's awesome. But most likely, unless you're a Michael Jordan or LeBron, if you've won more than one, some luck has played into it. Let's be real. You know, Giannis got lucky to win too. And not, not that he's not a great player, but just things kind of went his way. He came in at a good time where Curry and LeBron has already won all their MVPs mm-hmm. and so did James and, and Westbrook the year before. And it, it just opened up the door perfectly for Giannis. And it was right before Luca and Embiid got old enough. Like it's just a lot of it has to do with chance. And, and that's, you know, why the MVP... Um, like I said, shouldn't be taken too seriously, but it's it's also a great deal of fun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I got I got one more for you, and I, I definitely want to hear your reaction to this. This this is if what would be the most NBA historical consequential flop of a first and second place MVP. So basically, if you just took whoever came in first, whoever came in second, flopped them it would have significant consequence to both and and not just both of them, but like, honestly, the rest of the NBA, the 2008 MVP was won by Kobe Bryant. I think, I think I already told you, but do you know who came in second? I forget who was it. It was Chris Paul. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. So if you flip Kobe Bryant and Chris Paul in 2008, this is, this is what happens. Kobe now has zero MVPs. He does still have the final, the five finals wins. That's great. But now Chris Paul, similar to Jason Kidd, has one MVP. So now you're talking such a big boost in the point guard, in the all-time point guard rankings for Chris Paul. And maybe that, um, honestly, maybe like if it, the, the voting wasn't as close, let me check real quick um like it was pretty significant but like i said just if you just flopped first and second like chris ball still got 28 first place votes um compared to kobe's 82 but um just it it would it, it would be so significant for i think kobe bryant one of the top 10 players of all time to not have any mvps and i'd have to i'd have to look at our all-time list to see if um to see like who is the first player who, who is the best player ever without an MVP? Because if Kobe doesn't win that one, it's definitely him. It's got to be him, yeah. Yeah, I don't know who it would be. 
Um, one thing I will say about that Chris Paul um, deal in 2008 is that would have been kind of wild because he got drafted in 2006 and that, or was it, it might've been 2005. And that would have been, you know, he would have gotten an MVP before LeBron would have, which would yeah. be odd. You know, he got drafted. After LeBron oh, would have wow. He went on his streak. So, um, you know, I haven't watched a lot of 2008 Chris Paul, but maybe I should. Um, yeah, that would have been kind of a, a cool little thing. Um, yeah, I was. But it also, at the time, he uh, got rejected by the commissioner to go join Kobe and the Lakers, if I'm right. I don't remember when exactly that um, was, but would have impacted it? I, I don't know. Um, would, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Lots of things could have happened. Other teams might have been more interested in him if he won the MVP and he could have been drafted over, you know, somewhere in the East and he could have won championships. It's just, yeah, even something as insignificant as the MVP can make a difference. Yeah. I, I really, I only went back to like 2000, like to look at like the flip, the best flip flop, but that's that. I just think that was such a good one. They would have such a domino effect, I think on the rest of both of their careers. Um, like, well, like I said, Kobe still won the five championships. So almost not a huge deal for him, but um, as we, as I was mentioning before, who is the best player ever to not win an MVP? And it just depends like where you have certain people on your list. Um, ben, I'm actually looking at the top 15 list we made over the summer. <laughs> and yeah. as long as I'm looking at it correctly, the best person you had that's not going to win, that hasn't won an MVP is Jerry West. And the best person I have who didn't win an MVP was John Stockton. Okay. That seems so, about the right year of people not to win an MVP. Yeah. Like those yeah. guys are legendary, but I, I understand why they didn't win the MVP. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that's that, like, like you said, just based on like who they played with and when they were playing. Um, especially like Stockton played with Carl Malone, who won two MVPs. Um, right. So yeah, just, just another, another fun little wrinkle. Um, but then this was, well, actually, first, do you, do you have any last thoughts on NBA MVP before we wrap things up? Nope, I got nothing. Thanks for having me on. It was a fun discussion. Uh, like I said, we've been talking about this for years, so it's cool that we're able to share our thoughts with others. Absolutely, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. I'm, I'm sure we'll have you back on the podcast at some point to talk about more NBA. Probably when uh, this year's MVP results come out, we'll, we'll have a rediscussion. <laughs> well, hey, awesome. I look forward to it. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming on, Ben. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Later. Big thanks again to Ben for coming on talking about the NBA MVP. It'll be interesting the rest of the NBA season to see what those top candidates do and see if anyone else can bring themselves into the conversation. But I hope all you NBA fans out there hear us out on our thoughts on the award. Anyway, super fun conversation with Ben. Thank you all again for listening to another episode of Sunday Night Stat Guy. And remember, we will not just give you the stats you want, but the stats that you need. Thanks, everyone.